Rack and Fin Radio with Tom P. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. What to do, what to do, what to do this second weekend in January. There is a lot of stuff to do. Hey, you're inside Rack and Fin Radio with me, Tom P. Weekend of January 8th and 9th. Indoors and outdoors, everything is happening. Let's get to the former first. The Wildwood Fishing and Boating Expo going on today. 9 to 5, and tomorrow, 9 to 2 at the Wildwood Convention Center. Packed, sold out. All the vendors, uh, 75 or more vendors there. Plus, you have uh, five boat dealers. You have Captain Dave Marciano from Wicked Tuna. Full slate of seminars going on and some super deals across the board. People are moving inventory. You have to understand, rods, reels, rigs, jigs, the whole bit. It is going to be a great time. And parking is free. Okay, and so far as being safe, you want to wear a mask? Wear a mask. There's going to be hand sanitizing stations around the Wildwood Convention Center. Again, the parking is free. That was a big, it's a one shot, straight shot in from the Garden State Parkway. Exit four into Wildwood. Winter bow season is going on. And with this, again, another drop of snow. Winter bow. Deer in the snow. Joining us in the segment later on in the program is a, I would say, one of the finest gentlemen and one of the most effective bow hunters I have ever known on public land in South Jersey, bow hunting the pines in the winter. That'll be another segment a little later on in the program. Hey, man, grab that cup, grab that Red Bull. Coming up in our next segment, George Poveromo, the world of saltwater fishing on the Discovery Channel, back for his annual January show, Rack and Fin, 19 years his show going on 22 years. Plus, don't forget, George has a Saltwater Sportsman National Seminar Series. What is happening with that? Grab that cup. Grab that Red Bull. You'll find out. Be right back. Rack and Fin Radio. Ah, man. You notice the daylight's a, a, hanging out a little bit longer. The march to spring continues. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. South Jersey's talk station. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you 24-7 with supplies and solutions for every industry and access to product specialists ready to help. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger. For the ones who get it done. This whole wall needs to be shelving, too. This is a focal point in our restaurant. Leilani's new restaurant will have the largest wine cellar in the city. She needs a robust sommelier with notes of procurement manager. Indeed can help her hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. Instant Match instantly connects you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your sponsored job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. Download Rack and Fin Radio as a podcast on the WPG Talk Radio app. Rack and Fin Radio with Tom P. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. A new season is here. And I'm talking TV season. 
back for our annual, God, this is how, how many times now? 19 years. So 19 years. We've had a very special guest on the Rack and Fin Radio line the first week in January. It's George Poveromo, host of George Poveromo's World of Saltwater Fishing on the Discovery Channel, 8 a.m. Eastern Time. And he has a kick-ass show coming up Sunday. Jigging and popping bluefin tuna. I want to talk to George. That's a couple of segments, man. George, good to have you back on Rack and Fin. Happy New Year. Well, thank you, Tom. And I hate to be one of the few to correct you this Uh-oh. early in the year, but you said 19 years. This is year 22. So no, no, uh, no, 19. Of, uh, no, years in there. it's 19 for Rack and Fin, brother. You've been on Rack and Fin 19 years. You're shut. Hold it, hold it. Time out. Time out. Uh, you're going to be corrected here, George. <laughs> yes, well, you've got me. What's good for the goose is good for the gander, I guess. Well, George, I was just getting into that. 22 years of nothing but unbridled success and excellence with the show. You're keeping it going. And I saw what you have in the jig and pop bluefin tuna, George. That's going to be a that's going to be a gangbusters, man. It, it is. And what makes it even that much more, I guess, thrilling to me is because we had my boat sent up there for Rhode Island. So when you have like my boat up in a New England uh, destination, it just feels so great. Not only being your own boat, but you're in a totally different environment. Yep. And uh, it, it's just really exciting. And then um, we were jigging, uh, jigging for bluefins and getting them on top water out of Rhode Island. And uh, we ran out of Westerly and it was, you know, just, you know, love the experience, and uh, Corey Crochetier uh, was right back to me. It, it, it just it, it yep. was the picture perfect weather day, and um, you know, despite leaving at two thirty in the morning and uh, getting all the way out there before sunrise, it, it, it was amazing. It was, it was I, I can't say enough good things, and 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 the fishing was was flat out. Uh, Jordan, now what tuned you uh, up for the jigging and popping the bluefin? You have you have. Uh, unlimited choices, what to film, where to go, what have you. What made you key on this this Rhode Island bluefin bite? Because it, it's so unique in that here you are, you know, you go, you know, get the traditional fishing for the, the giants and, you know, you've got the trolling for the bluefins. You have the, the old tried and true methods and with the light tackle uh, mm-hmm. uh, fishing where you could get some of these fish on jigs or topwater it just brings another element. I mean, we do that with the blackfin tuna down here out of South Florida. And to get those fish reacting to artificials and light tackle, it's amazing. And then to have the opportunity to go up and, and catch these bluefins with light tackle and, and then the jigs and the top mm-hmm. water, it, it just makes it so much more of an exciting fishery. It, it, it uh, you know, I, I love light tackle. I love getting them on artificials. And the amount of sea life, that I experienced that day uh-huh. with porpoise schools, whales, mola molas. I-, I thought for a second that somebody dropped my boat in the middle of the Miami Sea Aquarium. It was like <laughs> incredible the life up there. Well, George, regarding the bluefin, I mean, because there's a fantastic yeah. this past year. Again, wasn't like the triple rex bite the year previous. We had the uh, yeah good yellowfin bite. You had a, a decent big eye bite. But with the bluefin, George, their ocular systems, guys swear that they see they're a lot more wary of, of uh, lures, baits, whatever, with line attached. Even out of the fluorocarbon, mm-hmm. some guys going down to as light as 30, 30 pounds. 
Have you found that to be the case? We're all tuna pretty much. Because uh, the one guy said to me, Tom P, comparing a yellowfin and a bluefin. That's like you behind a cannoli counter, an Italian bakery, or Gordon Ramsay eyeballing a crepe Suzette. He got two different animals there. But, but with, with the bluefin, George, do you find that to be the case? Hey, so with all the tunas, it's not just bluefins. We've experienced this numerous times the yellow fins we've experienced it numerous times the black fins uh, i mean when these fish get on the feed regardless if they're blue fins yellow fins or black fins when they're in a feeding mode and nothing gets in the way they'll eat a piece of rope with a hook tied onto it but mm-hmm. when you when they get very i don't know leery or not really in the feeding mood and you're trying to fool them you know we Naturally, that's a drop down to fluorocarbon leaders. Sometimes they're right. very, very light, really long fluorocarbon leaders and, and smaller hooks, anything that, to try to tweak that presentation. But those tuna have just a totally incredible eyesight. And when they get like that, um, they become very, very wary. And that's where you got to go in the bag of tricks and lighten things up. And, you know, one of the things like with our black fins, and we've done this with the yellow fins, they're live baiting or chunking for them, and, and they're not responding. Right. You know, we've gone down a, to 25-pound test fluorocarbon leader, and how you, you beat the system, you get a, um, a small inline circle hook, like a, a three-odd or so. Or, and when you hook the fish, more times than not with a circle hook, the eye of the hook remains on the outside of the fish's jaw. So compared to a J-hook, where they swallow it and their teeth rubs against that lighter leader and frays off. Right. So you could go way light with leader if you use a circle hook, which should keep that leader out of the fish's jaws. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the way to do it, that's George. Found, yep. But based on our, our success is, is doing that, those circle hooks work. But, but I will tell you this on that trip up there. And, and maybe I brought a little bit of South Florida with me. We were running <laughs> back in from offshore. And we're in 70-degree water temperature. Now we're in that real green water as you're starting to run uh, back in. And we see what we thought was a dead whale. And so we pull up to it thinking, hey, you might have a good shark on this thing. But it wasn't a whale. It was like an Amazon tree floating. And then Corey said, hey, the mahi. And I thought he was joking. But here we are, Rhode Island. Rhode Island? Oh, wow. And he's telling me, mahi, I'm laughing. Yeah, yeah, okay. He goes, seriously, there's mahi under there. And I look. And there's mahi under there. So we ended up catching about four or so dolphin, nice-sized ones, off that freaking tree in 70-degree water temp off of Rhode Island. And for a minute, I I thought we were back in South Florida. George, that's going to be an incredible show. We're speaking with George Poveromo, host of George Poveromo's World of Saltwater Fishing on the Discovery Channel. He's been on Rack and Fin Radio Guest for 19 years, a duration of Rack and Fin. But the show's been around 22 years as we both corrected each other there. Well, George, let's get to the series itself now. Discovery Channel, your ratings are through the roof, as always. But Poveroma, I expected no less. You know, you understand that for me. But, George, picking the shows, you're, uh, let's go into the lineup. What do you have airing this spring? Oh, okay. Well, we have uh, the Rhode Island show, which takes off uh, this coming Sunday. And then I believe on February 6th, we have a Jersey show where we uh, had the Mark 6 uh, at Brielle, New Jersey, and uh-huh. uh, had gone out for the yellow fins there. Uh-huh. Uh, then we've got <laughs> um, 
our, our, our several shows throughout the Florida Keys. We have a Miami Sailfish show where a buddy of mine had got out and went five for seven on sales in one day. Uh, then we have a, 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 a Florida Panhandle show up in Destin where we had hit some of the wrecks out there for Amberjack and came back in around the bridges for a big bull redfish. So nice. Um, you know, a, a triple tail show out of the Tampa area. So, um, you know, now, now, you know, I'm about to say when that COVID was starting to lighten up, we started getting back up with our travel shows. That's uh-huh. why we shot Rhode Island and that's why we shot Jersey. So of course with our next season, we get back to film and I want to make sure that we do, you know, get back up into Jersey again and hit another new England, uh, you know, stop, uh, as we like to do and cater it all the, the, the crazy fishing people up in your part of the world. Well, George, as you said before, I'm very proud uh, to be part of uh, however minute part of, of the angling uh, world up here in a great garden state. You know, we have great coastline. We have great fishing over there in Delaware Bay for the drum, et cetera. You come back to Jersey, George, we, we have some pretty damn good fishing, do we not? You do. That's one of the problems when I look at doing something in Jersey. <laughs> you have so many good opportunities. I don't know what to pick, you know? It's like you just throw a, a you put it on a dartboard, you throw a dart. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's so many things. You know, I love offshore, obviously, and and but man, you know, I like the fluking up there, which we don't do or get down here. And, right. You know, I like the striped bass, which we don't get down here either. And there, there, there's so many. Uh, you know, the sharks, I don't care about. We run away from them down here, so I'm not right. going north to go catch them. <laughs> but you know, you know, tog. There was another one that we had done a, a number of years ago. I used to hear people at the seminars talk about this tog, you know, the blackfish, how mm-hmm. tough they are. And I'm looking at these things, the pictures that come on, guys. We catch big 50-pound grouper down here. That thing's a, you know, be like <laughs> wheeling a napkin. So I tried it, and I came in with a whole new the first respect re- yeah, there you go. for the tog, how to hook them, and then also trying to keep them out of the rocks. I said, man, now I know why people are so high up on the tog yep. fishing. It, it's it's an amazing fish. Well, George, uh, back to Florida, the Panhandle. I love that whole area. In fact, I love the Gulf Coast of Florida. To me, again, my opinion, people, George, you know, we had the we had the Finora County Atlantic side. We had Atlantic. We had um, whatever that steering control over there in Nokomis, you know, a little bit north of Venice. Yeah. So I got to you know, yeah. Steering wheel off the bass boat. Yeah. Driving seventy miles an hour. <laughs> driving on the with my thumb and finger on the shaft. <laughs> so, George, I got to fish both areas. I, I just love the Gulf Coast. To me, better water, better fishing, better people. People, except for the armadillos, they have an attitude. But George, that area up around <laughs> Destin, I had to work a tournament once up there for an organization in George. I think it was in August. And you, listen, mm-hmm. listeners, you're talking Mozambique, Sahara Desert, Tanzania hot. George, I never ever oh, yeah. experienced heat like that, and it just kept coming in waves. Listen, when you wake up in the morning and it's ninety degrees with ninety percent humidity, you know your your balls are going to be sweating like crazy, man. <laughs> well, that, 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 now there's little wonder why they get those monster hurricanes going through there. Oh, George, what a what a! It's a great place to fish. The people are wonderful. The best fried pickles in the universe. But George, that weather, yeah, I, I think you really have to pick your times. Because even out on the water, we did some well, of the, the plot. George, it's hot out on the water even. Mary, mother of God. Well, it is. You know, you look at the summer, like over here, South Florida, summertime, and you're you're chasing dolphin out in the Gulf Stream. The Gulf Stream temps, 93, 94 degrees. Uh-huh. 
That's I mean, crazy. That's, I mean, you can hook your fish and, and the Goldstream cooks. Okay. Okay. <laughs> this is speaking with George Pogorov. George, you're up against a hard break. I want to get uh, back and have you back for another segment, George. Listen, I, I want you to know and learn about George Poveromo, the man. I've known him for decades, and I've known them all. And this man is truly, George, you are one of the true, like, platinum representatives of the fish, not only the fishing tackle industry, George, but the fishing TV whole persona, whole universe that, that encompasses that. You're indeed a class act. People, grab that cup, grab that rebel. Be right back with George Poveromo, George P. World of Saltwater Fishing, 22 years. Rack and Fin, 19 years. Be right back. Rack and Fin Radio. If you're wondering what to do with your money in these unusual economic times, or if you have questions about retirement planning, IRAs, 401ks, or taxes, then listen to The Heart of Your Money, Saturday morning at 8 on WPG, featuring author and financial expert Joe Yakovich. The Heart of Your Money will focus on you, your family, and your financial portfolio. The Heart of Your Money with Joe Yakovich, Saturday morning at 8 on WPG Talk Radio. 95.5. For a healthier life, trust the experts at Cape Regional Health System. Cape Regional Health System serves Cape May County with high-quality, comprehensive care, including Cape Regional Medical Center, three urgent care facilities, Cape Regional Physicians Associates with over 50 primary care and specialists, radiology, lab, wound care, and physical therapy services, plus pen radiation oncology at the Brodesser Cancer Center. Call 609-463-CAPE for more information. Cape Regional Health System, for a healthier life. Some people are easily moved. Wasn't that just the saddest movie ever? <laughs> Whatever. Others, not so much. Oh, look at the puppies. <laughs> yeah, just dogs, but smaller, so what? But even those who aren't easily moved. Look, your long-lost brother's been found. Oh, hi, Mike. Can be moved by us. Yeah, we're that good. Use Clark's Moving and Storage in Rio Grande for your next local or long-distance move. Visit Clark's Moving and Storage online at clarksmoving.net. Rack and Fin Radio with Tom P. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. A lot of stuff going on here, man. We have the Wildwood Expo this weekend, and everything's getting crazy. And also, I'm sorry, 78-973-ESPN-FM, streaming live, 973-ESPN.com. Go to the podcast. We said we're all over the place. Join us online is George Poveromo. George Poveromo's World of Saltwater Fishing on the Discovery Channel, 8 a.m. Eastern Time. Here we go now. Here we go now. The Saltwater Sportsman National Seminar Series. Tommy P., is Poveromo going to be back with that after all this COVID BS and whatever? Now, listen, this has been around for, I guess, since 1988, 89. George has been hosting this. This is, without a the most educational saltwater fishing seminar series in the universe. Forget the planet. Now, George, I understand that it's evolved now. It's not going to all the cities here and there. The deal is now it's a, a what kind of rating on a national TV series, George, are we talking about? What kind of numbers? Well, when we did the uh, the 21 tour because of COVID, we canceled the ground tour. Right. And we were going to take a year off. And our sponsor says, no, you need to keep the continuity. So long story short, we turned it into a 13-series TV episode. Well, a couple months ago, Saltwater <laughs> Sportsman got the ratings back. The seminar series TV episodes were viewed by 3.2 million households. Totally flipped what? out Saltwater Sportsman. The sponsors <laughs> were flipped out. But the 3.2 million had watched the seminar series. So what had happened when we did a t national TV series with it to uh, – 
make sure we stayed consistent and we couldn't tour because of COVID, we had the 2022 ground tour line to go. But then after the ratings and everything, all the sponsors and Saltwater says, hey, this thing evolved. This yeah. thing hit all the sponsors on TV now. So now we're, like, we shoot next Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday at the IGFA. We're shooting the 2022 National Seminar Series, 13 televised episodes that wow. will start up in uh, the second quarter and third quarter of this year. So what turned out to be, I always had that TV idea in mind. I said, one day I would like to do a televised seminar series. Right. But I was so busy, we never got around to it. Then COVID uh, left us, well, let's try it. And we did that. So with Saltwater Sportsman, they were telling me uh, up there, they're saying, you know what happened? He said, the seminar series just evolved <laughs> yep. into a bigger production that is seen by so many more people. And that's what the sponsors were saying. They're saying, now you have people who saltwater fish that have heard about the seminars, but they're several states away. They couldn't get to one. Mm -hmm. Now they can right. see this thing. So I, I think we outsmarted ourselves. <laughs> Listen, you have to understand, especially in this industry, the business of the world is business as per the sponsors. And you have to get the, you know, the, you have to take into account the sponsor feedback with George. It seems like a win-win all around, little brother. It is, and uh, but I, I got to tell you that the TV deals—it's—it's—it's it's, it's fun, it's entertaining. But what I really do miss is that personal yeah. interaction with the audience. And you go to certain areas. I—I I, I miss the Jersey crowd because, like I always say, in a good way, those people are crazy. They're yeah. crazy in a good way. They're noisy. They're loud. George, George. They talk with you. It's just a thrill, yeah. and I totally miss that human interaction that came with the ground tour. It's not to say we may not we we won't come out with one special, you know, ground tour down the road a bit. But uh, right now, it, we we evolved to a TV series. Mm -hmm. Well, George, one thing too, so, I miss I miss going to the the, uh, the seminars themselves. This is and if you've never been one, well, it's a little too late now. It's a really interactive thing. And not only Poveroma, but also his, his staff, the panelists, they are one-on-one -on -one with the people. They take time. They share the knowledge. George, I've never seen anything like it before or since. No, and that's why it was so highly successful. And, you know, and then it then naturally it, it went beyond that and evolved into a TV series. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say that, hey, I'm not ruling out. A ground tour, you know, at least getting one more out there and maybe doing it. I'm not going to vote. I'm not going to tell you that we're not going to do that. But, mm -hmm. um, you know, right now we're TV. <laughs> okay, listen, this is George Poveroma, World of Saltwater Fishing, Discovery Channel. And also George is the host of the Saltwater Sports and National Seminar Series. As he just explained, it has evolved. There's now a TV series. Well, George, before um, I, I want to get to George the Man, you had mentioned back in, again, at, uh, what was that, Gulf Harbor Marina. They were in a comas. We were doing a steering system. And listen, yes. in, com in comes the saltwater uh, sportsman crew. I was responsible for getting all the, the boating, fishing magazines, general, um, was it, uh, mechanical, all the magazines here. And we we're taking them out on boats, steering with, you know, little, like, what was it, bathroom handles or whatever, George? Uh, sink it, it, handles? It, it was yeah. power steering brought to uh, the marine industries. What it right. was was a power steering setup where you could drive a bass boat with, with your pinky if you yeah. wanted to. At 70 miles an hour. Listen, George did it. But prior to that, there was an article in Saltwater Sportsman called Coco Cocadry. And Ray says, who's this? Mm -hmm. Who's this young gun here? I said, you know, because I 
listeners, again, very fortunate, thanks to wood advertising, traveled around a lot of places, got to fish a lot of places, found stuff in the writing industry from guys, kind of hype, kind of free trip here, free trip there. So you're going to write about it. I said, let me uh, let me try this. And let me tell you something. Povron, when you walked in, I guess Barry Gibson was there, a couple other guys, saltwater sportsmen. Uh, I can't remember the whole crew. I sat down. I remember I looked at you. I said, I went there. Some of the best fishing I ever experienced. And you looked at me and you said, thank you. Who the hell's this nut with their, with my long curly <laughs> streak blonde hair at the time? I was very tan, by the way, and, and 45 pounds lighter, by the way. But, George, I mean, you, you put it out there in perspective, the honesty, the straightforward writing. Now, I understand at the age of 23, you were voted as one of the top eight anglers in the country. And it just went on yeah, from there. And Mo- sailing right. did that. Just yeah. went on from Motor there, George. And sailing did it. Getting into the industry as you did, saltwater sports and evolving to TV to this, you were a visionary, and you always acknowledge that you had help along the way, and you're, you're great about that. Not like somebody's chest beaters. People believe me. Oh, you don't know. Well, yeah, you probably do know. But George, you've you've taken it to a level that few have attained. And you keep up there, you keep it up, and you stay up there. How do you keep it going? Well, it all goes back that that's my sport. That's what I always did. That's what I always wanted to do. So I always had this strong passion, still do, that any time I go to do something out there, it just, you love doing it. Um, and, and it just consumes you, but you love being consumed with it. And, you know, you always strive to, you know, put, your readers or your viewers in that situation, but to educate them also, let them know what we're doing with tactics and right. that so they could glean stuff and use it on their own. And that's the way I've always approached everything. And I always, you know, continued to, to love doing all that stuff. And, and I had, I had some of the most tremendous help coming up. I mean, I always aspired to be like, you know, the editors and writers and that, mm-hmm. you, you know, would read in the heyday and, um, and I never dreamed that I would be doing what I'm doing. I, I, you know, I didn't set really forth to do it, but it, it, it ended up that way. But when I started, you know, it all started with the Mako owner tournaments and fishing those and Mako Marine used to do an outdoor rider trip. So they invited me yeah. to fish some of the riders and I met Barry Gibson. I met everybody on there, Mark mm-hmm. Sosin. And so Mark Sosin, Sosin yeah. was the one who took me under his wing mm-hmm. and he was very instrumental in my career and telling me early on, and it, I can always remember, he told me who the good guys are in the industry and who the buttholes are. And he said, stay away from these buttholes. <laughs> That's Sosin, man. And he, he was blunt, <laughs> and he named names, and these were some of the real big names. And so I, and he always would like tell me, coach me, whatever. So he was a tremendous help along the way. And then um, my first piece I ever sold, I never even wrote. I, I didn't even know if I could write. Frank Sargent with Outdoor Life magazine knew I sailfish the yeah. He says, why don't you do a sailfish story? And I said, I don't even know if I could write. He says, right. If it looks good, we'll run it. If not, we'll, we'll just tell you it wasn't that good. It took me friggin' two weeks to put this thing together. I didn't know what, what I was doing and sent it in, and they ran it. And as you well know, Outdoor Life was one of the biggest paying magazines. At the time, yeah. 1980, yep, 1983. I got a check for $300. I thought I was going to retire on it. <laughs> <laughs> my first piece wasn't until 89. It was a little segment piece, $100. I thought I was going to retire, George. <laughs> yeah, I thought this was fantastic. And then 
because I had met Rip Cunningham, Spider Andres, and Barry Gibson. Spider. Barry Gibson Ugh. asked me to do a kingfish story for Saltwater. That was the second piece I sold. They didn't pay quite as well as Outdoor Life, but I got 200 bucks on that. And uh, Barry said, hey, we might have a position to open it up at Saltwater. Would you be interested? And I said, are you kidding me? Wow. They flew me to Boston. That's when the headquarters were there. Exactly. This was 1983. And I, I had jumped on board with them in 1983 and remain with them to this day. And George, but you keep it real. Listeners, I've seen George at these seminars. You always make time for the attendees. You always make time for anyone who has one or two questions, George, no matter how trivial to some would seem trivial, but you want to give the people not only there's money's worth, but it seems like you're answering, not to be corny here, Poverone, but from your soul. Like you really get, gets a hair on my arms up. You, you really give it your all, dude. Well, yeah, that, those are your customers. Those are the people that come to see you. They uh, buy the seminar tickets. They watch your TV show. They buy your sponsor's product. And those are your customers. And that, that's your job is to cater to them. And it's funny, like when I do my Facebook posts and this and that, uh, and I get so many private messages from, from people on Facebook. Hey, we saw this show, George. That was great. But what, you know, what was the weather like? Or they'll ask you these questions. And mm -hmm. most people would just ignore them. I answer every single one, go. and sometimes I'll make a post, and all of a sudden I see all these private messages. I said, oh, man, I'll sit there for an hour and a half answering them all. And it's the same with the emails. You know, hey, these are the people that keep you doing what you do, and I immensely respect that. Uh, and I'm going to take good care of them as they did throughout my career with me. Listeners, this is George Poveromo, the man. And believe me, I've been around this industry a long time. He is one of the few like genuine people, appreciates his readers, appreciates his listeners, appreciates the seminars. Well, George, I have to ask you this. Where does it go from yeah. here now with the the, the national uh, seminar series and TV episodes now? Like you said, you're not, you're not you know, closing the door on having maybe another live series again. And the writing and the TV show, again, ratings through the roof, as always. Listeners, on the Discovery Channel, George Povermo's World of Saltwater Fishing. Check out the tuna popping and jigging, man. Make your hair stand on end. Where does it go from here, George? You have great support with the lovely Edie, you know, your kids. You have a great crew. How do you keep it going forward, man? We just keep it going forward, you know, and people say, when are you going to retire? And I look at them like they're crazy. Retire? <laughs> you know, I'm going to be doing the same exact thing. I'm doing now when I retire, but now, you know, I got sponsors that, 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 that back all that. So if I got to retire and it's going to come out of my own pocket, I don't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> That's also Poveromo the man, the Poveromo the businessman. We got that down. Well, George, it was great. We're going to keep this train going for as long as I, I, I could uh, still run it. <laughs> it's great. Listen, it's 19 years, Rack and Fin Radio. George has been a guest on every year, every January. George, from that first show, now your TV show has been around 22 years now. The seminar series in its 35th year that's gone to the episodes on TV, people. You will uh, absolutely like catch it up. George, now, fishing for fun. Do you? Now, I saw a yes. post of you with a large mouth. I said, in fact, my lovely Dee Marie said, man, this guy does it all, doesn't he? I said, I, I, I think he just, he caught that. He just posed for that. Just stop that. <laughs> but do you get to fish for fun yourself? And let me get in the boat and just go and maybe, I don't know, jig some yellowtail for dinner or something. Do you ever get to do that? Or is it a constant grind, George? 
it's, it's, I don't get out to fun fish as much as I would like to. I'll get out a handful of times a year. I'll call a buddy. Let's just go. Let's go whatever fish. And it's so good to get out there and not look around, see a camera boat. And, um, and then I play around a little bit, you know, with freshwater as a teenager, I used to fish the banks of a local canal where I grew up in Miami, get largemouth, And I like a little break to do freshwater fishing because I tell people, I said, I know enough about freshwater fishing to be a danger to myself, and that's it. <laughs> and, 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 and so I try to, when I catch freshwater fish, I try to think in terms of saltwater, like where would some of these fish be? What would you do? So I try to apply some of that saltwater knowledge to catch freshwater, and um, it's enjoyable. It's a different scenery. It's mm-hmm. uh, different fish, and I like the different color Scented worms, you know, you got grape color, smells like a grape. You got an a orange one, smells like an orange. You got a oh, black geez. one, smells like licorice. I like the, the amazing stuff that goes in those freshwater <laughs> lures and scents and all that. It's, it's, it's pretty cool. Well, George, listen, the best to you and Edie and the crew. Take care. Thanks for joining us again. 19 years strong. George Poveroma's show, 22 years strong, and it's just going through the stratosphere. Nothing holding it back. George, travel safely. Hope to see you on the water one of these days, guys. Uh, we will for sure, and as always, I can't thank you enough for making room on your show. Always, George. Take care, man. Be safe. All right, you too. Bye. Way long in that segment up against a break. Be right back. Rack and Fin Radio. George Poveromo's World of Saltwater Fishing on the Discovery Channel. 8 a.m. It's going to be on, uh, was it tomorrow, Sunday? Yeah. Okay, grab that cup, grab that rebel. Be right back. Rack and Fin Radio. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. South Jersey's talk station. Fox News, I'm Jill Nato. Johns Hopkins University says there were just over 900,000 new COVID cases in the U.S. Friday. And Dr. Juan Dumois of Hopkins All Children's Hospital in Florida says it's on the rise among children. Last week, we had 38 kids who tested positive. This week, 246. The CDC is urging adults to get vaccinated to help protect kids from the virus. President Biden's in Las Vegas to honor a former colleague. President Biden and First Lady Jill Biden plan to attend the memorial service for former Senator Reid today. Reid died after a long battle with pancreatic cancer on December 28th. Next week, Reid will receive the rare honor of lying in state at the U.S. Capitol. After his death, President Biden said Reid never gave up a fight, whether in politics or even against cancer. Jessica Rosenthal, Fox News. America's listening to Fox News. Your WPG Talk Radio 95.5 AccuWeather forecast for South Jersey. Very cold overnight under a clear sky, low of 17. Lots of sunshine and cold Saturday. Watch for icy spots, a high about 32. Clear, cold Saturday night, low 17. But temperatures rising through the 20s in the early morning. And then on Sunday, mostly cloudy and not as cold. Occasional rain in the afternoon, a high 43. I'm AccuWeather's Dave Bowers on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Rack and Fin Radio with Tom P. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Hey, back inside Rack and Fin Radio with me, Tom P. We did January 8th tonight. That was George Poveromo. George Poveromo's World of Saltwater Fishing on the Discovery Channel. I've known the man for decades. He's indeed the platinum standard of the fishing show roster, universe, whatever you want to call it. But hey, man, let's get down to it right now. Winter bow season is still going on in the state of New Jersey to the 31st. Now with the snow, we had some snow a little earlier in the week. A lot of that melted. Had some more snow. Thursday night into Friday, man. It Bow hunting 
Okay, shotgun muzzleloader, especially depending on the DMZs, they're they're still open as well. Bow hunting in the snow, winter bow hunting in the snow, is to me is just the ultimate. I made a call and it took me. I've seen. I've known this gentleman now going on three years. It took him probably two years to say more than hello. No, I'm only kidding. He's a very, very down-to-earth guy. 45 years bow hunting in the pines, bow hunting experience in the Jersey pine lands, also along the south, the woodlands along the south Jersey coast, 45 years. Almost all of it, I'd say loosely 99% of it on public land. And, man, does he score on the antlers. Very special guest on the Rack and Fit Radio Alliance for a few minutes to talk about winter bow hunting, winter bow hunting in the snow, winter bow hunting tactics, and how to get it done is Bill Brown. Up there, I would say general area, where town Barnegat Way. Just a very, very cool guy and very special guest on Rack and Fin. Mr. B, how are you? I'm very good. I don't even know if I live up to that uh, announcement there, Tom. Holy cow. You, <laughs> Thank you, you very much. Ms. Brown, you got it down. Believe me. Listen, Tom, does Tom P. do his homework? Well, don't ask the nuns from, uh, I guess, first to eighth grade. That's all they're ready. Bill, you are, uh, you are highly respected in the, especially in the bow hunting universe in South Jersey, you know, hunting the pine lands and, and successfully hunting the pine lands, hunting the pine lands on public land. Bill, and scoring as you do, the work you put into it. We got to shortcut a little bit, Mr. Brown, because this is prime time to be out in the woods in the snow. It just makes oh, it me is. just makes Absolutely. me crazy. Bill, with the snow on the ground, that I, I swear people that Tom P, they're only deer. They're cervids, big a four hoof down. I don't care. I swear they know they're more visible. And Bill, they get even warier that I'm seeing on some of the areas we hunt on private land. What's your take on that? Well, I think for the most part, um, they people forget they're an animal of habit. And they will, in my experience, they have patterned me as much as I have patterned them. I think it's about patterns. Whoa. And uh, late season hunting, for me, right now I've done all my scouting in August. Because, honestly, what they're doing now, they did in August. Okay. So when I go in the woods, I find a food source. I mean, baiting is legal. I'm not, uh, not going to say I haven't baited. I have. But uh, I've really done well this year on the acorns. Mm -hmm. um, I've been very fortunate um, to cross paths with a couple of beautiful animals. And uh, once I find one, you got to be specific and, and you got to focus on that animal. And it, it, you said you said it before. It's about doing the work. It's about mm -hmm. you know, walking in with the wind in my face all the way. Um, maybe not walking in the same way twice. You know, there's there's little things you do that just put you on top of their. I mean, you really have to beat their instincts. Mm. If you can make them rely on their habits and you can beat their instincts, you've got them. Now, Bill, these deer have impression, and some select DMZs, it was a season open, uh, September 14th, 15th, somewhere, till now, yeah. and then beyond. And some areas that we hunt, DMZ 8, DMZ 7, whatever, you can uh, shotgun hunt until the uh, 14th or 15th and, and bow hunt until the 22nd. Would you say that they are on super high alert? I mean, they've, they've been chased for months. I would say they are definitely as cagey as they are all year long, but their stomachs will often make them forget that. You know, they're, they're mm. looking for food right now. If you can find a good food source, I don't care if it's acorns. I don't care if it's the rye fields. I don't care. I mean, if you're doing a bait pile, you get them hot on a food source and uh, don't get chained to the food source. Be willing to go two, three, four hundred yards off the food source. You, you, can, you, can, you can cut them off. You can do it. 
Now, Bill, again, on public land, there's still pressure on public land. Yet to see, you seem to be successful year oh. after year, oh. season after season. Again, putting in the time? It's a, it's a ton of work. I, I am very fortunate. I have a wife that is wonderful and allows me to uh, spend a lot of time in the woods. I would say I'm lucky enough to pretty much be in the woods almost every day. And wow. uh, if I'm not hunting, I would say half the time I'm in the woods, I'm scouting, not hunting. Joe's on the rack and fin line is Bill Brown. I would say, and you don't use this term loosely, people, or lightly rather, I should say, expert bow hunter. Topic is winter bow season is on. Winter bow hunting tag is winter bow in the snow. Bill, with snow down, you doing anything different? Uh, there's a lot of times when I will start backtracking. I will follow trails. I will find out where they're bedding um, and maybe not sit in the stand um, as much. And I'll try to learn something about the animals that I'm hunting. Now's the time to do it. If you, it it's, it's, hey, it's hard to track a deer in the, in the, in the crumpled up leaves of fall. Right. If you put some snow on the ground, it's easy to see where they're coming from, what they're doing. You know, if you're not seeing deer till dark on your camera, don't keep doing it. What's the definition of crazy? Doing the same right. thing over and over again, expecting a different result. Change it up. Well, Bill, you finding that in the snow, they tend to watch their back trail more? Or are they being extra cautious? Or again, or is, it, say, is their belly dictating, man, it's time to eat. We got to eat. We got to eat. Honestly, my experience, I would say, especially with snow on the ground, our local deer, they're not used to it. In recent years, I'm going to say their belly is dictating. They're, you're going to get away with more with snow on the ground than you are with less. So, I mean, it's it's definitely going to be a, a better experience with snow on the ground. I think you have the advantage. Bill, insofar as cover sense, you know, masking sense, if you will, yeah, you play the wind naturally, and you can never be. Listen, I don't care whatever that, that gold stuff you spray, the scent killer. It's all good stuff. You as my friend Ronnie Jones at ACP Reddings Pride Game calls an outdoor scent says, Tom P. You'll never be scent free in the woods. I mean, but is that does does the cover scent play a part here? Uh, I use cover scents, but it is a fickle mistress. You got to be careful. If you don't know what you're doing you'll tend to blow deer out more than you will cover up your own scent. I mean, How's that happen? I, I've, I've tried all kinds of things. Um, ever, you ever put, like, say, raccoon scent or fox scent on? You walk in your trail to your stand, a deer comes across your trail and blows out of there. Was it me or was it the urine? Was it the fox urine or the raccoon urine? Mm -hmm. you got to wonder. If I'm walking into my stand with no cover scent on and that deer blows out, I know it was me. So it takes some, you know, careful experimenting to see because different deer in different areas – react differently you know what i mean that's just the mm -hmm. bottom that that's deer hunting you know um i do like cover scents i've used all kinds of cover scents from acorn i've made my own cover scents wow know, from from raccoons that i've trapped and stuff like that but it's uh it's a it is just a, a sketchy thing um brown did you do that in between said, the 10 minutes you get to sleep <laughs> it's time to do that <laughs> If I can be in the stand, why would I be sleeping? <laughs> this is, listeners, this is what people tell me about Bill Brown. Again, I've, I've known him a couple of years, and it's just, uh, it's a, it's really something to, to watch him, not watch him work, but see the results of the hard work he puts in. Bill, now, prime times, is it a, they can show up at any time of day as in during the rut, or is it still morning, late afternoon, early evening? What's the dealio? I'm going to say with snow on the ground, I would sit all day. I have seen more deer in the middle of the day than I have in the evening and late at night. You know what I mean? In the evening and early morning hours. Mm -hmm. uh, I think right now with snow on the ground, they're moving all day long. And, and if, let's face it, it's a nicer time to sit. You know, it's going to be warmer. The sun's going to be on you. You'll be able to sit longer, 
sit quieter, be still. That all plays into it. Okay, Bill. Now, Bill, there was the uh, primary, right, you know, late October going through November, the secondary right into December. Some parts of South Jersey, I've noticed it all over the state. Listen, again, I've been very forced to hunt from High Point to Cape May, all points in between. But, Bill, a tertiary rut, a third rut, a real deal down here in the South Jersey woods? I think uh, in recent years, yes, for me it has been. I definitely see the results of it. I see deer chasing, like, around this this full moon that's coming is, is definitely going to be a time to catch one. Um, wow. Hey, they never give up. They never give up. They're always chasing. You know, they're like a teenager. They're always chasing. <laughs> you read my mind, so, man. I remember those days. <laughs> yeah. Yep. If you can take advantage of that, and and uh, I've tried that new kink stuff that's legal this year, the the non deer urine kinks, right? Um, attracting, and it's worked great for me. Oh, right. shout out, shout out result. to Big Bill from Creekside, who is a tinks maniac, and man, does he oh, have yeah. the deer to show for it? Oh my god, yeah. it, again, it definitely works. Definitely works. Again, Bill, you're saying you can see deer all during the day, and so this rut more or less even you know gets that even going harder, huh? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. You'll, if there's a big one left, you will catch them at this time. Bill, making the choice to draw or not, uh, a personal thing, me, I'm, I'm all about the chili, you know, the, the, the back straps, the cutlets, the steak pizza, I all, you a lot more selective, uh, as, as your son Noah told me, shout out to Noah B. And by the way, he has one badass German short here named Sadie that finds ringnecks in Manahawk and like nothing, nobody's business. <laughs> but that's besides the point. I digress a little bit. But uh, but when when you decide to draw, I mean, is a conscious thing. You know, there's bigger deer around. This is the biggest ones being selective. What goes through your mind when you decide to make the draw or not to draw? For me, it's the hunt. If, if, if that hunt that I'm on, it becomes in some way special or unique, or I have a history with the deer. Um, there are deer that I have followed for five and six years. I have a, a small rack on my wall. We call them half rack. One's an 18 inch spike. The other side's got five points. I saw that deer. I had him on camera for six years, seven years. Whoa, 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 so whoa, 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 whoa. On public land? On public land. Absolutely. They're wow. there. They're there. Well, the, you Bill, yeah, miles, right. There, there. there you go. That's the thing, listeners, with public land. And I've shot deer within 100 yards, 50 yards of the parking lot, whatever. But, Bill, again, the secret on the public land, even this late in the year, pressure is down. There's still some guys out there, such as yourself. But it is getting back in there, is it not? Finding the nastiest, nasty, badass cover? I Absolutely. Absolutely is. You you you, you got to you got to put in the effort. You got to put in the effort. I mean, you, you're going you're going to see deer anywhere. I mean, you know that's that's not a problem to see deer in New Jersey. But you want to get the big ones. They know. You know they they feel the pressure. They know what's going on. Uh huh. Well, Bell, as your as your as your son Noah said once, uh, he showed me some photos on the cams that he said, "Oh yeah, Dad passed up on this, passed up on." This. I'm thinking. I'm having a heart attack here, looking at these deer on camera that, that you've passed up. But it's a matter of, again, you said being, actually, not to sound existential on people here, but like being one with the quarries. And I, I mean, that, that's a part of the experience. It is. It is for me. And uh, and I, like I said, if the hunt's special, that's a deer that I'm after. I'll definitely do that. But a lot of times, if you don't let them grow big, you're not going to have big deer to shoot. So there you go. Right. I will be finicky you know and and especially i i will you know fill my freezer every year but i don't worry about filling the freezer because it just happens 
plus I have two young sons who are hunter. My son Zachary is an excellent hunter. Noah's an excellent hunter. So together we all contribute and fill the freezer. They're called the Brown Boy Assassins, people. But that's another <laughs> that's another segment for another show. But Bill, when when do you decide now? Okay. Uh, somebody else might get that buck that I'm after. Does that have my idea ever cross your mind or you say it is what it is? Especially on public land, especially on public land. It is what it is because it happened to me this year. I had a beautiful six pointer. I passed him up those first two days of muzzleloader and a friend of mine got him shotgun, not two miles down the road on public land. And he called me up and showed me the picture and he goes, this is something you just have to treasure. Uh, Gentleman's name is Louie. And he, he goes to me, Bill, he goes, we'll be tied together on this shotgun hunt forever because I got the deer that you got the pictures of. There you go. I don't know. To me, that's a treasure. I'll, I'll take that. Bill Brown, thanks it. for joining us on Rack and Fin Radio. Hope to have you as a guest again. Listeners, this is the man on public land with the bow. Especially now, winter bow season. I have another few weeks to go. Get out there, especially with the snow down, is indeed an experience that you'll just you'll just really enjoy. Bill, thanks for joining us. Hope to see you soon, man. Oh, by the thanks, way, let's uh, let's get a little white perch trip going here, little brother. What do you think? Whoa, hey, I, I love it. Oh, hey, it. okay, okay. Well, you take care. Best to everyone. Thank you so much, Tom. Take thanks. care. This man does it. He does it. I've seen his deer, and probably the most by by unassuming, I mean. Doesn't brag, doesn't this. It's just all about the experience. A lot of us have lost that. Oh, is, it, is it the TV shows? It's a racker. It's a shooter. Why would you Why would you shoot that deer? The shaming that goes on. This man, Bill Brown, is above all that. Hey, man, grab that cup, grab that rebel. going to rack it up. Rack and Fin Radio. Be right back. So what is Talk With a Purpose? It's a lively, informative, number one rated talk show on Saturday morning. Hi, this is John DeMassey. Join me and my guests every Saturday from 9 a.m. till noon for Talk With a Purpose, heard right here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. And if you miss it on Saturday, we replay it on Sunday from 5 until 8 p.m. Don't miss Talk With a Purpose, Saturday and Sunday, right here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5, South Jersey's talk station. Hi, it's Pete from Chicky and Pete's reminding you of our proud partnership with Hall of Famer Brian Dawkins and his Impact Foundation that serves needy communities. There is still time to try the exclusive B-Dawk Impact Burger only at Chicky and Pete's with $5 from every burger donated to the Brian Dawkins Impact Foundation. It's tasty grass-fed beef with mouth-watering jerk spices, Caribbean pineapple sauce, and jalapeno chimichurri served with a heaping side of our crabby sweets. The B-Dawk Impact Burger is a winner for a limited time only at Chickies and Pete's. Fast food or brown bag lunch at work got you down? Let Chickie and Pete's easy-to-use online ordering pick you up. Yes, I'm Pete from Chickie and Pete's, reminding you about our easy-to-use online ordering and convenient curbside pickup. All of your Chickie and Pete's food favorites are just a click away. Order online at chickieandpeets.com and pick up at the Chickie and Pete's closest to you. Chickieandpeets.com, click online ordering, enter your zip code, and order away. Kane Brown, Blessed and Free Tour. January 13th, Wells Fargo Center. Special guests, Chase Rice and Restless Road. See the meteoric rise of Kane Brown live. Tickets are on sale now at KaneBrownMusic.com. Presented by AEG Presents. Download Rack and Fin Radio as a podcast on the WPG Talk Radio app.
Rack and Fin Radio with Tom P. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Hey, that'll do it for this week on Rack and Fin Radio with me, Tom P. Wait a second, Tom P. What's happening to Wildwood Fishing and Boating Expo at the Convention Center? Snow be damn, man. And Melted Roads Are Clear is going to be going gangbusters there this weekend. Okay, full disclosure, right now for this segment, it's Friday late afternoon. We are in the Rackerman Radio Studios. Put a call in to Gerard, a.k.a. Jerry Vessels, owner and promoter of the Wildwood Fishing and Boating Expo, where Dave Marciano, Wicked Tuna, Captain Dave Marciano, Wicked Tuna, and his son Joe will be there. It's going to be a great weekend. He has sold out exhibitor space, over 75 exhibitors, five boat deal. It's going to be a monster, monster show. Join us on right now. A little update, little update. The day before is Jerry Vessel. Jerry, how's it going, brother? Tommy P. Everything is going wonderful, buddy. Wonderful. Everything that be that was Friday afternoon. Guys are coming in. The exhibitors are coming in, packing stuff up. Or what's the dealio? I mean, I should say unpacking. I'm too excited. They they are unpacking it. It's a uh, work in progress. We got like 30 vendors in here now, putting their stuff together, and going to make this show the best it, the best show in two years in the state of New Jersey. Now, Jerry, over 75 uh, vendors. Your space is taken. You got the boat dealers there. Now let's talk about the uh, mask. The the and something that's going on, mask optional. What's the deal? Go into the safety thing, bro. Yes, all about safety here and common sense rules today. This is the building, Wildwood Convention Center, is a New Jersey state facility. We're abiding by all New Jersey regulations for COVID, which currently there are no restrictions for indoor activities. Masks are optional. We have a limited supply of masks that we can hand out to people. If you decide that you feel uncomfortable and you wish to wear a mask, if you wear a mask, that's perfectly fine. If you don't wear a mask, that's perfectly fine. We have several hand sanitizing stations located throughout the facility so that you can walk up and freely clean your hands. There's bathrooms, everything. We're taking it serious because we know that there's something out there Mm -hmm. regardless of what you feel. There's something out there that's making people sick. And the last thing we want to do is associate ourselves or anything else with making someone sick, especially pertaining right. to something we love with fishing and boating. Okay, listen, show hours are Saturday, 9 to 5, Sunday, 9 to 2. And check it out. The parking is free. <laughs> free. At the Wildwood Convention Center, a lot, huge, spacious lot. Get there and enjoy. You'll see me there. You'll hear me there, people. 300 pounds running around, and I'll be between probably 25 boots I already picked out that I'll be hammering on, and then the bar, and then the food. The bar, the food, the vendors. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm, I'm making the announcement right here. This is Even though it's Friday and it's taped, and you'll hear it Saturday, not only have the Yeti 65 that we're giving away, but some of our vendors were gracious enough to donate some mojos and some other things. So wow. Whoa, whoa. The Yeti 65 is the grand prize in our free drawing. And then we got a couple other package deals that we're going to put together that are going to be well worth the price of admission. So, again, 7 bucks, 12 and under is free. 9 to 5 on Saturday, 9 to 2 on Sunday. Free seminars all day. You got free parking, days, free yep. seminars, free swag bag, free Yeti giveaway, free Mojo giveaway, 
And how, and, and how about this, listeners? You get to throw harpoons at Tom P. Hey, Jeff, let's throw it for, <laughs> hey, for an extra five bucks. It'll go, we'll put it to the RFA or something. Sure. What do you think? <laughs> uh, uh, I don't know if my insurance is going to cover that one. Well, listen, don't forget, Captain Dave Marciano and son Joe from the show Wicked Tuna, Nat Geo. Captain Dave is the man that won the guy. You heard him last week on Rack and Finn. He will be there both days. It's good. Jerry, it's going to be a great show. Can't wait to get down there, man. I will see you tomorrow. Now, me and Dee Marie are flipping a coin. Bow hunting or the wildlife expo? I said, babe, we have both days because we're hunting uh, private land. So she can hunt on Sunday. Or do we go Saturday when there's more people? And we go, oh, Jerry, it's going to be a great time. We will see you either one of those two days, little brother. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing you, you and your lovely bride this weekend, Tommy. As always, it's been a pleasure. And I hope to see you uh, Saturday or Sunday. And Jerry, by the way, with the, um, I guess, the food vendors, do they have enough? I mean, you know me. I mean, come on. Do you think, well, do you think they have enough? Uh, come they, on. <laughs> the convention center has a concession stand, and they, they have some of our favorite foods, some pizza, chicken fingers, fries, that kind of lovely stuff, because we're not allowed to sell any type of, quote, ready-to-eat food just, at the show itself. Just warn them up, Jerry. I'm bringing my appetite. <laughs> Look, I, I'm going to have something... Um, we'll, be, we'll be eating well in the manager's room. So I'll see you there, man. Be good. And you'll, you'll have a key. <laughs> Take care, man. All right. Thank you, Tommy. See you. Oh, man. That's, uh, that's going to be a great time. Wildwood Convention Center. God bless America. God bless our troops. God bless our first responders. God bless law enforcement. See you next week. Rack and Finn Radio.